0: We're back with another episode. This episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Face Off of Fluminant Fowler, guys. Whoop whoop! We are back at it again, back at it again. Yep, yep, Just yep. Made that up. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week this past week? Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a toughie. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Wow. Why was it such a toughie? Listen. Work or personal? Probably just work.
1: <laughs> Truly both. This was a fucked up week for me. we like both at work and okay. at home. Do tell. I, uh, let's see. First of all, I was in LR all week. LRICU. Yeah. That shit's just rough, dude. It's a whole, it's a mental mind fuck. Shit show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's just, every, no one's walking up there. Everyone is super, super. Dying debilitated dying yeah everyone's over it people have been on ecmo for like 60 days and they're just like yeah this is as good as it gets
0: pretty much and here, can we walk mm,
1: you can barely stand mm-hmm. but like also the ones who like look like shit and they're like please let's do as much as we can and the ones who can walk are just like not today no we're not, not doing, doing it,
0: it. i can't breathe i'm dying no. so
1: it's just like a lot of come to jesus conversations every single day with people
0: that yeah. and it's just a fucking exhausting and it's hard
1: work because it's you know they're heavy as shit yeah there's
0: a lot going on that was rough hence why i have a herniated disc yeah
1: (laughs) that happened I got a splinter in my finger so deep under my nail bed I had to cut off my entire nail basically lift up the nail bed to get it out halfway out it's still there
0: that's so gross because my my
1: fucking dog kept escaping (laughs) Um, I got in a car accident driving my mom's car it wasn't even my fucking car I'm not laughing
0: at you you I'm just you've had a week hers is probably
1: totaled I had to get six of my teeth drilled removed and put temporaries on top until I get my permanent veneers I think you need to file (laughs) FMLA A god, damn. week. oh god but i'm feeling a lot better so it's okay that's good are you on drugs at least for your teeth oh
0: 100
1: <laughs> all the time i'm on drugs for everything
0: so you, you didn't get six teeth removed you just got them drilled down to get veneers yeah, right so i've had teeth issues forever yeah
1: and a couple of years ago my dentist was like we'll probably need to put veneers on your front teeth and mm-hmm. i was like yeah yeah i'm sure you will but yeah that sounds expensive and i don't want to pay for it so i'm gonna ride this shit out yeah and it's like all right good call so i go to the dentist probably every six months mm-hmm. because my teeth just always need like fillings all that shit so yeah. with covid i didn't go for almost a year and a half two years mm. which is a big fucking deal yeah so the other day i felt a little hole in my front tooth and mm-hmm. i was like oh i bet my filling fell out i should probably go get that checked never when i got it checked we had that snowpocalypse happen yeah and then a week ago i felt something it felt like a popcorn kernel was stuck in the back of my tooth so Mm -hmm. i'm like brushing and flossing and i just like let me look at it and when i flipped my head up to look in at the roof of my mouth there's a fucking gaping hole in my tooth
0: oh my god a hole yeah i've been there before
1: And I was like, oh shit, really did it this time. So I went to my dentist and we're really cool. And he was just like, I don't even want to like, if I fix that tooth, it's a patch job at this point. Yeah, We're going to need to do the veneers. And I was like, I have a job, I guess. I have insurance. (laughs) I have some savings. Let's do it. Right. I said, what do you think? Like one or two, like, what do you want to do? He's like oh no bitch like you need to do <laughs> all six of your all front teeth, teeth. <laughs> yeah literally i said sir six teeth. that's all i got um he was like yeah we just well let's do them all together so they at least look the same because yeah. we're gonna have to drill them down to baby teeth um yeah you sent me a yo, picture i took a picture halfway through when they had drilled all oh, my teeth my God. down i look like a little freaking kid at the mall with silver caps in his yes, teeth i look crazy ass kids yeah with silver teeth. <laughs> i call them a river center kids but
0: yeah dude so oh my gosh stolen a lot of pain from that so you started off your your week in pain and ended it in pain
1: yeah That's hallelujah praise be to god but i will tell you that stimmy hit as soon as I was going to the dentist and I was like, this is God. Look <laughs> at God. You're telling me I have to pay all this money for my teeth and a fucking $1,400 deposit hits my check. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Well, I mean, my week was normal. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I'm glad one of us had a normal week. Yeah. I mean, my body was horrible, but other than that, I had a pretty, nothing compared to what you went through. It was pretty, pretty nice and calm. Thank God. But even talking about the stimulus, um, of course, the COVID relief bill, the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. Got passed and stimulus checks started going out. What was it like Friday? Honestly, yeah, I think I
1: got mine Friday. Yeah,
0: Friday. Yeah, I won't be getting anything.
1: Oh, no, oh just for the poor. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm,
0: I, this is the time to have kids. Dude, this is the time to have a aunt child. My was telling
1: me that my cousin gets like 15 grand back every year for her kids. That is
0: insane.
1: Honestly, I'm thinking about kids now.
0: Yeah, listen, I've been thinking about kids. Come on, husband. Okay. Where are like, you at? Where you at? I'm ready. Come on. I'm ready to make a commitment. I'm tired <laughs> of paying these bills by myself. Bring your big head ass on now. So, yeah. So, people started, they started uh, sending out the the COVID relief uh, stimulus packages. What I thought was amazing, especially with regard to this package, um, was number one not a single republican voted for it hilarious um which means republicans who vote they didn't want y'all to have shit okay remember that when it comes time to to vote um also too there were no bailouts for any corporations nothing whatsoever which i was super amazed and happy about that because that money didn't need to go to them anyway y'all been bailed out they bailed them out more than they do the american people and it's sad so i was happy that they didn't do that what i did learn was that Um, I know we did say last week that they included the minimum wage. They did not. They took that out. But they were, um, AOC gave this. um, You know what AOC? Yeah, you know me. Um, She gave this, I think she was on Instagram or something. Anyway, she was talking about how with regard to the student loan forgiveness that only. um, So she was talking about these, um, the student loan forgiveness that the student loan forgiveness was not in this particular bill, but that there is a clause that gives you like an Easter egg to let you know that it is possible. Oh, coming. I
1: did see that they're, they're doing tax free, not tax, whatever free, but they you're...
0: forgive, you will not have to
1: pay taxes on it. Yes. Yeah. That's thank you. Yeah. So
0: she, they, they obviously they don't know what the, what the number is going to be. There's a, they're asking for 50,000. I would really 10, love
1: $211,000 of student loan forgiveness. Me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause that's literally a <laughs> my Minus like two fifteen, but it's fine, you know. That'll I'll, give you some. I'll pay back the other four thousand. <laughs> yeah, I can make a quick four thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: listen, I can do some straight for a little piece of change. I'm you can put that. some interest on that too. That's yeah, okay with me.
0: Definitely, it's it's crazy. I uh, yeah, we'll definitely see about that. Um, so yeah, so good luck to everybody. First of all, let's stop posting about the fact that you got your stimulus check because crime has been going up by people posting online that hey, I got my stimulus, oh, and they come to the house and rob you. Stimulus and tax refund. Are hitting at the same time. Yes, they are. Y'all so be stop, careful. Yeah. Be careful. Stop stop with your business on social media and shut the hell up. I will let you know that I will be in Miami soon though. Oh. Thank you to the checks hitting my account. <laughs> cool I'm beans. booking flights. Definitely, definitely. All right. So let's get into some other stuff in the news. Uh with regard like piggybacking off of the COVID relief package. Um, this week there was this video kind of going around on social media that they were talking about how Moderna and Pfizer are actually, they actually have a government immunity from litigation up until 2024. We got immunity
1: too now, bitch.
0: Do you? I got Pfizer up in my blood. But do you have to get it again is the question. Probably. I would I assume, know. I would assume that this shit's just gonna, it's gonna be the new flu. Yeah, if they have different, because I mean they have the other strain that started in what, Colorado or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, so basically there was a, a lot of push from the Trump administration and also the Biden Biden administration to be able to have enough vaccines for all americans i think by may 2021
1: uh, and yeah. so
0: moderna and pfizer was like listen we we love doing what we're doing but we've never actually made this many vaccines in this short amount of time like that's a bit unsafe and if yeah. we do do it um we can't get sued like you got to give us some kind of immunity because again we don't know what could happen if we're rapidly producing because you know once you start compromising quality and you're focusing on quantity what happens your quality goes down well I feel like
1: that 100% has happened in the past where the government's like do this do this do this and quickly and when shit goes to hell the government's
0: like so here's this massive lawsuit because you fucked over everyone exactly and they're like what the hell yeah exactly so I mean shout out to Moderna and Pfizer actually for being smart enough to get an immunity deal yeah. until 2024 um, and then Johnson Johnson came right on in and was like hey they can't do it we got you we and got you smells like babies pretty much they put a, a hint of baby lotion in every vaccine
1: yeah. I'm kidding they don't I just remember that, <laughs> when all this first started I had read a lot and listened to a lot about the vaccine because I was like what are they gonna do mm-hmm. and the issue was that normally by the time they have a vaccine ready and have it produced it's a year and a half from the onset of right. the disease and yeah. then it's eradicated not eradicated at that point but it's died down to the where you mm-hmm. don't need it yeah um so i think in a typical timeline we still wouldn't even have vaccines at this point so no. they
0: must have rushed the fuck out of that shit listen they probably was a- a- asking for vol- like you know how like amazon during christmas time like hey you got volunteers you be like <laughs> can y'all come fill the boxes oh, for us? like do Moderna you, and Pfizer, do like, you hey.
1: remember when they kept being like hey here's another email about being a vaccine right.
0: uh recipient but for the trials and we were all like mm-hmm. ah, no <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's crazy it's um yeah so shout out to moderna and pfizer thank you guys for doing what you've done um with regard to your covid vaccine it was funny because i saw this interview with wendy williams she was interviewing She's with dr still oz interviewing she is she her show is back on well it never left she just had the people in her audience which could you imagine if you're like if our boss had well I don't believe in bosses I don't have a boss. If the person who's in charge of <laughs> our department um was like we were forced to attend a daily session of whatever she was talking about. Like I would literally pluck my fucking eyes out. Anyway, um neither here nor there. But she was having this conversation with, with a Dr. R up spork. Uh both. Whichever was available. Spork. A spork. Yeah definitely That's a good one. I'd go with the Spork. Yeah. It's it, at least you can dig in there, you know, get well, it out. No. Yeah. Yeah. Be like an episode of Saws or something. Anyway, so he was asking her like, "Oh, are you planning on getting the COVID vaccine?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Well, you know, you have a lot of influence, and you know, people. Some people may say oh well, Wendy Williams isn't getting, and I'm not getting.' It. I'm like, first of all, like, uh stop being fucking manipulative. Nobody gives a shit what the fuck Wendy Williams does with her life. I was gonna say, I will not do or not do something she that is will, not Wendy influential. Williams told me to do. She is not influential
1: enough for me to decide oh my God. All she can tell me to do is not go to her doctor.
0: Exactly very true her plastic surgeon um but yeah so she he was asking her all these different ways like so if if 10 million people got it and had no issues and you know your family members got it siblings got it your child got it would you still get it she was like bitch what part of my motherfucking no did you not understand the end of the oh i'm not getting that shit (laughs) she's like i don't trust it i don't feel safe with it she's like i've never had the flu and this again perpetuates this evil cycle of manipulating folks into getting something that they have already made their minds up you are not going to convince anybody right now in this day and time in the lord uh, the uh the year Year of our lord Lord, 2021 2021. to get the vaccine if they haven't already have preconceived notions about it or thoughts about it like, let people get it who want to get it and who don't want to get it. Just leave them the fuck alone. Just provide
1: education,
0: acceptance, and understanding.
1: Thank you. Unless you're out here and being a super spreader, then your ass needs to get a fucking vaccine or stay your it's ass very inside. very true.
0: Well, what about super spreaders for especially men who go around having all these babies? Should be mandatory vac- uh, va- vasectomies. I was getting ready to say vaximities. <laughs> <laughs> Vaxximities. <laughs> vasectomies. <laughs> <laughs> and i haven't even drunk anything today anyway yeah so uh yeah shouts out to wendy williams i guess for either going yes or no anyway so Wait, yeah they're technically super spreaders that's gross yeah they are they need vasectomies I always try to make women get uh tubals it's like no 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 tubals tubal, oh ligation. Tubal i don't know why the fuck i thought you were just <laughs> making up a term. That's, that's definitely a real medical term ah, they gotta tubal get tubal ligations get your fallopian tubes burnt Died, fried, laid to the side. Um, In other news this week, um, there was a judge, um, Henningpin County judge reinstated a charge of third-degree murder um, against the former officer, Derek Chauvin, who was responsible for the death of George Floyd. Um, And he is already uh, facing second-degree unintentional murder and second-degree manslaughter. And there was actually a jury selection um, trial that took place earlier this week. Where are they trying it? They are trying it in... I want to say Minneapolis. Isn't that where it happened? Minnesota, Minneapolis. No. Minneapolis, as we all know, is in in Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> you did just say empty. I'm glad I'm not the only one yes in minnesota we've had this talk before we have maps not me listen geography that's not my judge it's not my judge you in, know
1: like it's... freshman year all i remember is i had to memorize the states girl. and the capitals and i did that to pass and that was it yeah just do minneapolis oh we've yes. already said that minneapolis minnesota
0: yes. yeah that's where it's happening at so um hit the he trial. died on my birthday ma'am may 25th what yes. the fuck
1: i think i do remember that yeah Everyone was well we were
0: all him. in a pandemic so it was like a lot of shit going on last year in may yeah we were like in the height of covid and that was like where the
1: pandemic started getting not fun
0: anymore no it, tiger king was
1: over yeah. and we were just like we I, had was gone he in jail by then yeah no maybe mm, i don't know there was some investigation it was like on. all of march was fun and fine because people were at their spring breaks and yeah. a little more time we powered through april because we thought by may june we'd be kicking again mm-hmm. and then may happen and it was real sad and we had like one good weekend i think it was memorial weekend no or maybe it was memorial weekend when people everything started to lighten up a little bit and everyone went to the beach and did whatever and then we were fucking full force again because everyone went out
0: yeah very true um so this was was a a, shit time yeah this was was a, a horrible time but yeah they reinstated um the charge of third degree murder And so, actually, the trial starts. um, The trial is scheduled. His trial is scheduled to start uh, March 29th, which is next week. Sometime, something like that. Um, Or yeah, I think it's next week. Anyway, so or week after next. Anywho, so um, yes, I hope he is found guilty of all charges. Tried to the full extent of the the law. law. Indeed, put him in a put him in San Quentin. How about that? Anyway, put him in Azkaban.
1: What's Azkaban?
0: Are you kidding? What's Azkaban? Ugh,
1: your age is showing. Dude, Harry Potter. What's Azkaban? Azkaban. Ma'am, Preserve who the fuck Azkaban? watches Harry Potter? Are you no kidding me? No one watches Harry Potter. Is this a joke? <laughs> First of all, because you should be reading Harry Potter. Do as I say, not as I do. I don't
0: like to read, ma'am you were literally i can't read i mean i know how to read but i just can't cut the read. tape darren derek daryl <laughs> listen we have not shot out shouted out darren in a very long time shout out to our editor darren i'm kidding darren I, cut I, the tape we're I done do we're done rolling because she doesn't know what the fuck harry potter is i mean i know
1: what harry potter is i just never read it name it one character besides harry potter and harry potter
0: <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> i don't know what's the little ugly thing the little shrill thing who looks like he has hypothyroidism fucking dobby Dobby <laughs> the yes, house elf yes. you're trash he's like the poster child for hypothyroidism <laughs> he was on a pinterest and they were like if you ever need to know how your patient looks with hypothyroidism that's him that's pretty accurate yes i definitely remember that from uh, studying my former boards all right so we're just going to go ahead and get into it we know everybody's been talking about this for the past week um with regard to the Meghan markle and prince harry interview um, that they did with oprah winfrey this past week and it's been a whole shit show for the Brits, for UK. Here, here's what I do want to say about this. Making America okay. look real good right now. Well, the thing is you're making the UK and, and the United States look very equal. It's <laughs> racism. True. We're just usually at the forefront of racism, blatantly. So Yeah, we're blatant racism and UK is covert
1: racism. Like old, you know, like old yeah. money versus new money. Like yeah. when you see old money... You know that they're, like, established, they got it. When you see New Money, it's, like, these fucking flashy rappers and shit that yeah. you know aren't going to be there. We're new racism. Well,
0: the sad they're part like is... They're,
1: old school, for anybody who, classy racism.
0: For anybody who thinks that the UK is not racist... They are the original colonizers. They literally think they're the original race. Right. And so they're like, no, no, no. This is pure Aryan white blood like the KKK. Yeah. So much so that they will sleep with their own fucking cousins to be able to keep the bloodline.
1: It's like uh, where America has to think of themselves as a superior race, right? Yeah. They feel something they just were the fucking only race up there for a hot minute mm-hmm.
0: so very true so yeah it was it was very um i mean the, the interview did you watch the interview oh
1: fuck yeah i did everyone's gonna be talking about it yeah i, it I, love, was, I
0: love a super soul sunday i love an oprah interview <laughs> oh that was a super soul sunday <laughs> all right. yeah um i think for this this particular issue i think it raises a number of different things number one um racism is alive and well everywhere you go it doesn't matter that you know the united states of america is more um they're more experts at it um and the uk is very we have mastered yeah oh we've definitely mastered the you know racism and we've mastered blatant racism yes but i think people try to try to delineate between classism and racism and they tried to say oh well it's about classism it's not about racism do you realize that at the very core of classism is I fucking racism say, if you don't allow a certain group into a class thank you based on their exactly so i mean even even if you look at the wealth gap of every country of people of color specifically black people black people are always at the very fucking bottom white people gonna always be at the top we're well, not gonna always be you're gonna come crashing down in jesus name but anyway um hallelujah, historically <laughs> hallelujah at the core that's actually half my family i'm not gonna well, praise that over there you know no not the. you know not your mom
1: <laughs> and your my
0: mom can stay r- middle <laughs> class yes. everyone else can go straight to the bottom <laughs> fuck you <laughs> but yeah I think you know there is no line of delineation between classism and racism it's all the same thing it's 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 one in the same it's like a hand in a glove and I think for Meghan Markle my personal opinion about her is that I do believe that she experienced racism in the White House first of all I'm not in the White House Lord Jesus <laughs> but honestly truly she probably did she probably did not in the White House microaggressions for right. sure right but I think too I think for people to dismiss her experience first of all none of us know what actually happened we weren't actually there Oh, I was there but (laughs) well we know you got the inside scoop but I think one of the bigger things is two things number one Meghan Markle to me from an outsider looking in has not experienced racism on the level of a dark skinned black woman. I think she has not. And I think she did once she flew the coup Yes, absolutely. Once she got into that castle, she, she probably can now identify with her friend, Serena Williams. Okay. Her friend, Beyonce, Beyonce, mm-hmm. And even Beyonce is a light skinned yeah. uh, black woman, but there is a, a, uh, an apparent difference of, Going through and and going through this life, especially in an in an American society, when you are a darker skin black girl versus when you are a lighter skinned black girl, and the fact that Colored you them. she is very white passing. Mm-hmm. So I think when she went over there, she was like, "Whoa, bitches, wait, is this what everybody else go through?" I oh no, think I could she's never. She's also very quote
1: unquote proper, right? Like yeah. she has a way about her. She has been very unproblematic. She doesn't have she doesn't code switch very often. Because she probably hasn't had to. Because she probably hasn't had to. Yeah. So I think, not that, to her, she was white. But in the very stereotypical yeah. white, you know, mm-hmm. white speech, white yeah. presentation, white dress. She was rocking the white shit. Right, Nothing she don't have natural
0: hair. Yeah. It's very slick back She back-ish. got some slick
1: back laid mm-hmm. shit. She dresses like she shopped at an Ann Taylor Banana Republic yeah. kind of shit, whatever. And so... When she went over there, and these people treat you like you are just
0: every other bleedy black. Yeah, pretty much. Because I, I, her experience, I'm quite sure, if really, what is that? Really, with the car? Yeah, oh, <sighs> this person in my neighborhood just Jesus clutched the pearls when she got over there. Uh, yeah, I
1: if if Meghan Markle can be treated like that
0: can you imagine if she was darker that shit would have been wild if oh. she was Lupita Nyong'o they oh, would have been yes. like oh they hell, hell no down oh, the palace. Uh, uh, no we we gotta go get you pregnant you gotta go get uh pregnant by somebody else we need to make sure this baby's gonna be white white because yeah. baby Lupita Nyong'o's I'm quite sure her melanin is very strong up yeah. in her bloodline beautiful and I think even if even if Lupita and Meghan Markle were sisters they still would have had two very different experiences growing up because Meghan Markle is so light-skinned because she is half-white mm-hmm. and then uh New- Uh, Lupita being you know an African woman so you know I think also too one of the uh, one of the other biggest things is that a lot of people said oh well Meghan Markle you know pretty much brainwashed Harry no she didn't here's the reality Meghan Markle is an American is an American woman who has been moving and shaking in this world and is older than him. Number two, how much older is she? I'm not sure, but I think she's like a couple years. i will going to do a quick Google search. Keep talking. Yeah. So I think also too, the biggest thing is that she showed Prince Harry a, a side. A whole
1: new world. She
0: did. She really showed, it was like she showed him a whole different thing of not being in a box. This man was born into a box literally you are born into an institution that no matter how much you call them out they are never going to change it because that's what they've been for centuries yeah. so you with your gent yourself this one particular year calling them out they ain't gonna do nothing because they still moving and shaking and people are still paying them millions and millions of dollars every single year but i think her being an independent woman coming into this box and saying, oh, no, I didn't realize that this was going to be this. Let's just leave. And he's like, well, you know what? I've always wanted to leave this this horrible place. So thank you. I'm going to go with you. And they was like, all right, now nah. you follow this nigga out of here if you want to. Your bitch ass ain't getting shit. So give us the bank accounts. We taking the security. And you better go call Tyler Perry because we ain't going to help your ass
1: dude i truly think he was like we can just leave this place like we yeah. can still go we have he's like listen we own millions of houses in mm-hmm. millions of countries let's just find a different place i'll still be in the family so i don't yeah. piss anybody off and we could still have all this cool swag but let's get the fuck out of here because they hate you and i don't like them anyway they had
0: no strategy they had no and, and you can tell that to me my personal opinion is that megan marco has never experienced racism for real for real like the rest of us black women have because she didn't have a strategy i literally
1: think she has experienced the kind of racism where like it's microaggression yes or maybe very much so. a little bit stronger than just like a mid-aggression yeah and she is very educated and well-spoken you're so educated
0: for a black girl yeah that kind that of stuff kind she's, kind she's probably experienced and
1: she's she is very educated and well-spoken right. so i feel like she can navigate that very well and say things to you know mm-hmm. rebut that whatever but when people are just like nah fuck you yeah exactly because and your black ass and, and your baby and
0: the fact that she was an actress in hollywood we already know too that there There's a big colorism issue in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. and so again, her being able to walk around with a white passing privilege, even if you have a black mother, doesn't matter. You still walk around with a white passing privilege, and I really don't think she was prepared for that. And was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm suicidal. We got to go. We we got (laughs) to. I'm unprepared. We got to go." Yeah, that shit's shocking. Yeah, but it would be
1: like if we just tomorrow we woke up and America was switched backwards, and all the white people had to deal with racism towards them mm, that would be know? awesome it would be
0: funny if the tables were turned. if the turntables were turned yeah absolutely because even the guy who um the guy who the the insurrectionist that uh had his feet up on um <laughs> nancy pelosi's office he was in trial and he was like this is not fair that i'm still in jail why can't i just go back home after the trials
1: yeah yeah it doesn't work that way yeah it doesn't
0: work that way x every nigga in the hood when they go to trial <laughs> and i'm saying that word for a reason. 'Cause that's what they look at you as anyway. Like the thing is, it doesn't matter how light skinned or how dark skinned you are, you are still a nigga in mm-hmm. these people's eyes. They don't and, and the fact that they cared so much about how dark your baby was gonna be, baby, he ain't pure Aryan blood. Let's be clear.
1: What happened to seventy percent of the world is gonna be mixed race by the year twenty
0: twenty four? Yeah, but the UK listen, the royal family like Mm-mm. we sleep I with know. our cousins over here. I really okay? thought
1: I it just from the outside it seems to me like she has always been someone who was like even if they don't like black people they like me yeah right and yeah. i you know she looks like a very likable and sweet yeah person so i understand why mm-hmm. and then i feel like she got over there and it was full stop and she was like oh, oh yeah
0: wait a second absolutely and Merk, she, was like, she was like
1: i'm not gonna fuck with this then she
0: was like i'm gonna have to deal with this for the rest of my life oh no we gotta <laughs> get out let's go harry let b- grab grab your bags go ahead and, go ahead and clock out let's go <laughs> And the fact that what was even funnier was the fact that they were like, they left Canada. They took all their security away. And the first person you called was Tyler Perry. How y'all know Tyler Perry
1: like that? Uh, After acrimony, he was reaching out to everybody. I
0: mean, just. I guarantee you. You got Serena Williams who got houses everywhere. Beyonce who got houses everywhere. Who did you call, Because there is
1: a elite black Hollywood group chat and I'm sure Serena oh, was in it and she was just like my girl Megan needs some help and Tyler Perry was like this smells like a movie book and play deal I'm on it Megan would you like a house and full security
0: <laughs> yeah. I have many I'll help you out Yeah, it's like the black man I always got to bail people out it's ridiculous but yeah I, I, I mean I feel so bad for her because especially when you're in a position where you are locked in a castle for four for four months and can't leave and you are not used to this like Harry had no clue that there was something real out there you know like yes he can go and travel the world but you travel the world on a schedule you you it's almost like going into North Korea you go in there with a tour guide and they show you what the fuck they want you to see. And that's all your life has been, even in the military. But the fact that they took this man's medals and they took his, you know, saying that his child won't have a crown, which we already kind of saw the conspiracy about. It. The he's, fact that he probably. Uh, shout out to all the bastard child. Yeah, he's probably not even Charles's son. Huh? We Allegedly. Will, we will rise again. Allegedly. Not with that ginger hair. Ain't nobody else in that family got ginger um, hair.
1: <laughs> Did you watch The Crown? Have mm-hmm. you seen any of it?
0: No listen
1: i do not know how historically accurate it is subjectively right personality wise how they all talk and treat to each other but i would assume they do their research right yeah it's fucking the worst because even like when they show charles before he started dating uh diana Mm -hmm. he would tell his parents like yo this ain't it for me i'm in love with this bitch i'm gonna hang out with her all the time Who was it camilla yeah yeah and they were like no and he was like, "Okay, cool." And they're like, "We like this girl," and everyone yeah. else likes her. And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, but I'm not with that." So mm-hmm. and they're like, "Too bad." Yeah, do your fucking job. And everyone just has to go along with what they say
0: because it's an institution that's beyond what you want. Yeah, and it's and unfortunate. they all say.
1: It's not you; it's the fucking country. Yeah,
0: it's the country. And the thing is, the common it doesn't make it right. But this is the family that you are brought into, that you are born into. Even the queen, people are like, "Well, we're calling the queen to make a statement. How is she not as a grandmother? Because she don't have control. She just." Is stuck as all the rest it's of them are than her it's bigger, it's bigger than bigger her than all of them. this is like if if they really found out that you know this conspiracy that's going around of harry not being uh a charlie's a son yeah like the whole commonwealth would just dissipate they would lose everything their whole government would fall yeah because it's literally built on that and it, it even would be with like the- if it really came out that beyonce's kids were carried by surrogate yeah, like or like Michael Jackson's kids when they were like, yeah. oh, let's get a DNA test. And then they was like, you don't look like you, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I am mean, like, you're a black-ass man. Like, I don't care yeah. that you got lago, Your blood, your melanin is still there, right. okay? And your whole nose, bruh, come There's on. Ain't nobody come out with a Jackson nose. It's just better to keep hidden, you Just know? don't
1: even talk about it. Well, did you see all the stuff about the conspiracy that the only reason all this Meghan Markle shit got so bad when it did was because that was the same time they were investigating Jeffrey Epstein mm. and then consequently investigating... What is his name? Uh Andrew. Prince Andrew. Yeah, his because, old nasty ass. Because he was partying with Epstein all the time. So they were like, shit, we gotta throw everybody off of that. Let's just go ham on Megan being black. Yeah. I and um, wanting and hating the kingdom and wanting Harry to leave.
0: Yeah. I just the Brexit. That makes sense. It makes that a makes whole lot me. of sense. Like, I mean, cause even Piers Morgan was like going in on Meghan Markle. And we were just like, why are you so butt hurt over this girl? But then there was like this, this clip that was released. And I'll play the clip where he was very, um, he was talking, I think it was back in 2018. He was on this show, um, talking about how him and Megan, I guess he met her at a bar or something like that. They were at a bar. They were having great conversation. He bought her a drink and then he put her in his taxi cab. And she was t- taking the taxi cab home, supposedly, and I'm using quotations with that. And so when he, when she um, she took the, ca- the, the taxi, it apparently, she took it to a party where she met Prince Harry. And a couple of pints, we got on brilliantly. And then I put her in a cab and it turned out to be a cab that took her to a party where she met Prince Harry. And then the next night they had a solo dinner together and that was the last I ever heard from Meghan Markle.
1: <laughs> and I have never heard from her again. So what happened in She, your- she, she ghosted me, Ryan. Meghan Markle ghosted did, me. Did she, do you think she just went, I'm afraid I, look, I really liked it. This is why it hurts. <laughs> so here's my issue with that. So now you want that little dick energy because you're mad. Perfect, yeah. Now I could have told you that about him. He looks <laughs> it. But you know how Harry, it was a party boy. First, they're three years apart. She's 39, he's 36. Yeah um which she doesn't look 39
0: she doesn't she looks really good yeah
1: it's because she's black, black don't um she, he was a party boy right even if the tabloids like oversold that mm. or they embellished it yeah. i feel like he was a partier like he liked yeah. to go out and have fun i don't see megan markle at a fucking party N- not with him not with you know what i mean like that i don't
0: what the fuck I would love to have been at that party. You were probably the creepy old ass guy at the bar begging to buy a drink and she was like fucking fine old man just give me a goddamn taxi so I can go meet the love of my life. I know but I'm just like what did that party look like when she got there? Yeah it was. Because if I think of a
1: Prince Harry party I'm thinking of fucking Rager like he's a prince. When I think of a Meghan Markle party it's like wine and popcorn watching Scandal.
0: I think of Harry's parties as like Bridgerton (laughs) because he can't go too wild like you got to maintain an image. (laughs) Like you can't be out here pop locking and dropping and twerking. Like, like, His no. uncle was fucking teenagers yeah, and sold he them was, to trial trafficking. But he was doing that in the privacy of the castle. He would not have thought them bopping on social media like that. That's true. And Prince Andrew, you're fucking disgusting, you piece of shit. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, hailed, All hail the queen. No. Beyonce. Oh, yes. That that, that one, yes. Um, but yeah, so Piers Morgan, actually, he got upset because his co-host um, basically called him out and was telling him, you know, you, you're you talking all this bullshit about Meghan Markle. You just, you dig hurt because she didn't choose you, bitch. Um, and so he walked off the he's set. old and crusty. Walked off the set and was pissed off or whatever. Is that your mic? Are you unplugging it? oh oh I guess it was it's yeah oh it's different. so um so basically of course in the news also too just piggybacking off that you know there's been a lot of controversy con- Um, concerning everybody has this opinion about you know the whole situation and, and even to Sharon Osbourne um she is on the CBS show The Talk and her and um uh, what's her name Cheryl Underwood had this exchange and so I'll go ahead and play it I want you to hear from me
1: I will ask you again, Cheryl. I've been asking you during the break. I am asking you again. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be crying, it should be me. This is the situation. You tell me where you have heard him say,
0: educate me. Tell me when you have heard him say racist things. Educate me. Tell me. It it is not the exact words of racism it's the implication and the reaction to it to not want to address that because she is a black woman and to try to dismiss it or to make it seem less than what it is that's what makes it racist but but right now i'm talking to a woman who i believe is my friend and i don't want anybody here to to watch this and say that we're attacking you for being racist and oh. and, and that and, and for that if i articulated i think it's anything, too late i think that's okay. already so but that that is why i'm saying for me i'm just- so yeah i think that from that clip it was just insane how she weaponized her white tears and said there's nothing about me that i that can be racist bitch what You've been saying racist shit for
1: a long time, Sharon. My bigot. First of all, yeah, isn't she always canceled? She always.
0: You all. Ever since your husband ate that fucking bat, you got a fucking problem, <laughs> bitch. Like what the fuck? Even even her daughter Kelly Osborne. Remember she was on the View and she made a comment talking about when um when Trump was talking about keeping Mexicans out of the country, and she was like, well, yeah, who's gonna who's gonna clean your houses then, bitch? Ooh. What? And she's like, no, you know, I didn't mean it like that. You know, I didn't mean it. no, bitch. You meant what the fuck you said. Like, your whole family is fucking racist, except for Ozzy, because he ate a fucking bat, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that really takes the
0: racism right out of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I My pet peeve is when people say educate me, and they don't mean it. No,
0: and you're screaming at this black woman.
1: Who's just sitting there like, okay, just trying to, I don't know, talk to you. But you
0: know what? Cheryl Underwood was sitting there like every African-American woman in corporate America who has been vilified in the moment where they should be the ones that are protected you can't get and too to be crazy. understood? Yeah, you can't be crazy. The fact that Sharon was sitting here arguing and saying, "No, you educate me, educate." me. no, I've asked you doing the break, bro, and don't you cry those tears. And then she weaponized her own tears and made it about her and made herself the fucking victim. Always. We as black women always have to sit back and shut the fuck up, because then we're the angry black people. See, see, I told you she was aggressive. Yep, and then it just invalidates everything you say. Exactly, because they focus on your behavior and not what you're, you're saying. Aggressive and yes, angry. and you sat here and you you defended Pierce Morgan as opposed to acknowledging what Meghan Markle said she went through. I don't care if you and the Queen are BFFs. You have not lived in that fucking castle. You don't know what that girl experienced. The minute someone says, hey, this shit's so bad, I wanna kill myself. That's a bit much.
1: Yeah. Especially if you've never, I mean, it's not like she was like, here's every feeling I've ever had before. But if you're not genuinely or generally suicidal and something f- makes you feel that way, you gotta yeah, get the fuck out. Exactly. That's the
0: thing. It's just like this, this, oh, oh this whole concept of i don't see color you're the most racist fucking person in the room if you don't see color bitch. unless you're colorblind then that's a medical condition you can see it and appreciate it thank you and acknowledge it that yeah. it exists don't sit here and turn a blind eye because this is your friend and you want to protect your friend and but the thing is you made it even worse because you just proved that both of y'all asses are racist yeah and i think it's just tied to the media
1: that's it what is. she was saying in the interview she was like they have christmas parties for the media in the castle yeah and the media is who's making her life miserable and the media who was who was making diana's life miserable and when they both asked for help they didn't get it they were like no we can't help you because they need us and we need them and we have this shit going
0: yeah, well, actually, um, the talk is actually, CBS, actually, um, they're launching an internal re- uh, review of Sharon Osbourne's uh, heated exchange about racism. And she released this dumbass po- apology. How, what a nice way to put oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, but let, that would have been Cheryl screaming at Sharon. Yeah. It would have been a whole different t- headline. Yeah. yeah. Cheryl is just aggressive and the angry black. I mean, it would have been something that was so incredibly crazy. And it's it's sad that, again, I'm, I'm glad that that played out on TV like that, because white people can get to see how every single day black women have to minimize themselves in a in a professional space to not appear crazy when we have valid concerns. This is why we have the code switch. Black mm. people, I personally believe, have the most anxiety ever. Do you know how fucking exhausting it is to sit here and put on a face for you every single day and the code switch? Yep. Like, I, I don't, mm-mm. This is why you get silence from me in, in, in uh, corporate America. I just give you silence. I'm not gonna talk to you. I'm not going to say any fucking thing to you at all. Um, So anyway, in other news, um, I'm going to know I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but it's in Georgia. There's a county that's in Georgia. I think it's Lowndes County. The Lowndes County Sheriff, L-O-W-D-N-E-S. Louds now lounge is loudies. See, you worse than me. Uh County, (laughs) just like Bexar (laughs) County. (laughs) The shares have so did you hear about the story about Kendrick Johnson, which was the basketball player um some years ago that was found dead and wrapped up in a Yes, I listened to a podcast about it. Yeah. That (sighs) I don't fuck with teenagers dying. But you how can you call it Okay, so I kill myself and I wrap myself up in a fucking mat from the gym. And his shoes weren't on his feet, and they were like thrown in before. It was like a very weird situation. Yeah, like it's so stupid, and for so many different. It was back in two thousand thirteen that it happened, and um, I was was in high school. I was. I was in college, my first year of college, I think. I was
1: already. Was like, I, no i was in PT probably school. had like i don't know a whole life
0: i was i was in on clinicals in pre- pt school i was almost graduating pt you're school <laughs> you're just young so yeah so anyway um his his parents and his family have been fighting for justice for him because yes, obviously this should. kid did not kill himself and um wasn't he super bullied yes he was and he was found uh, again uh found dead head first rolled up in a gym mat and his
1: tall ass gym mat yes
0: very tall and they were saying that it was ruled an accident how the fuck do you accidentally roll yourself up in a fucking mat and die like come on that's like let's be fucking weird serious about circumstances this. but anyway they they reopened his case and his case has been officially reopened because for many many years they've been trying to cover this shit up and have been closing the case and saying well there's no further evidence mm-hmm. and da da you know what's gonna happen
1: now it's all these armchair detectives on reddit and shit and they're solving crimes oh hell yeah look what they did to the stock market look what they did to fucking golden state killer They yeah, found him. yep
0: pretty much so yeah so it's um i just pray that real justice comes from that no justice um, no peace for real like they had a petition that was going um and even like kim kardashian she advocated and used her celebrity ism to advocate for this particular case and um, she been
1: really tr- she'd be really trying to make amends these days well i mean you kind of I, well listen she was like hey i think i've benefited a little too much off the backs of black people oh uh, yeah let me give something back yes at least free a couple people you know she's freed more black people than a lot of other people have these days um i wouldn't go that far she's no harriet tubman
0: no i wouldn't go that far no, she's no, no. doing her piece this is this is stuff that you've heard of in the news there's been a lot of groundwork that has happened behind the scenes that they just won't televise. remember the revolution will not be televised shout out to Gil scott here watching a lot of
1: mm-hmm documentaries these
0: days no that's just a i mean he's an amazing poet was an amazing poet back in the black Mm. panther renaissance days Mm -hmm. i know about panthers wakanda forever that's right um all right so let's take a break real quick and we'll hear from our sponsors this episode of the face off with fleming and fowler is sponsored by myapothecary.com Myapothecary is the premier online destination for hemp derived cbd that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle CBD is one of many restorative
1: compounds found in the cannabis plant. Its benefits include decreased pain, improved mood, decreased anxiety, and much more. Some of y'all know that I have crazy ADHD, so I'm heavily medicated at all times, and I've been taking CBD oil at night to kind of calm me down, get me ready for bed. 1010
0: would recommend. Worried about regulations? The passing of the 2018 Farm Bill made hemp-derived CBD legal to sell and consume. So yes, CBD is 100% legal and perfect for every person of legal age. My Apothecary's featured line, Broad Bloom, offers broad-spectrum CBD oil drops, sports cream, and soft gels. These products have no THC, so you can stay fly without the high or zen without the spin. Shop now at www.myapothecary.com and sign up for their newsletter to get exclusive offers, product releases, and CBD news. Remember to
1: always check with your healthcare provider before consuming any supplement. You must be 21 to purchase and consume,
0: and shipping is only available in the U.S. of A. Don't forget to shop at www.myapothecary.com. All right, so... We're back from the break. Um, So what's going on in social media news, man? okay <laughs> she's you. like
1: and i'm on break <laughs> j-lo and a-rod did you see all that shit yes. sunday they were like hey y'all we're taking a break and everyone said oh j-lo and a-rod are breaking up ah and then they came back out and they're like but
0: did they really say that if somebody else thought heard and they that they said they're working through things well, every relationship does i don't understand
1: does. why we need to announce that on social media that we're like, working we don't through care things. but also i think she's in the dominican republic right now and he's in miami it just so they're working through things apart maybe but they knew people knew they were going to be a part
0: well wasn't there some some scandal about him cheating on her with some girl yeah it was some girl from a show yeah
1: like a reality show yeah she was white and blonde i didn't look into it
0: i saw this meme i was that like was saying, obviously that is not a rod's type no and i just cast it aside i saw this one meme that said now nah, we done seen j-lo with her background dancer mark anthony diddy <laughs> ben, whoever else and they're talking about now, nah, bitch it's you it's goddamn you that's why i say with common it's common. it's common common is the crazy one he been linked to too many women common you are crazy j-lo you are fucking crazy diddy you crazy too yeah so she came back
1: out and she was like we are still together we are working on things i am not single they postponed their wedding like six
0: times they're so rich they could have gotten married she's never gonna get married what's the point what's the point of I them would. getting married at this point? point zero they're both gonna have a prenup that's gonna protect their stuff so you ain't nothing nothing about your life is going to change i know i don't know she don't like commitment she don't like to be tied down she's mm-hmm. still jenny from the block right? exactly don't be fooled and by the, the block is that hot. she got. don't be fooled the block is hot <laughs> okay what else has been going on in social media um let's
1: see what do i have for you that uh did you see all the shit with kirk franklin that i don't understand <laughs> that you might know but i don't know what the hell's going on
0: Yes, actually I did because it came out it kind of hit the fan yesterday, right? Saturday? Yeah. Um, so basically Kirk Franklin is this amazing gospel singer, right? He's been in the gospel industry for over 20 years has uh, written and produced some of the most amazing crossover gospel songs Stomp um, The Yard the crisp, No, not Stomp The Yard <laughs> What was the, the R. Christmas R. album Brown. that he did? Uh, now Behold the Lamb all these kind of wonderful songs, right? And also hosts the, the American Idol like gospel version version of Sunday best so he's the host and the creator of that so anyway he has his 33 year old son I want to preface this by saying his son is 33 meaning grown ass man a -A g-a-m right so a gam so his son released this footage or this this recording of kirk franklin cussing him out and basically saying listen here with your bitch ass first of all the fact that he said bitch ass i was like (laughs) you've been cussing for a long time my brother welcome
1: also the day someone posts a recording of me on social media without my consent it
0: depends on what state you're in that's the,
1: that's the day. I don't even have to say what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Yeah.
0: Don't, don't, pre, I'm not don't premeditate anything. it. I'm not. Set I'm just saying
1: I would not hold myself accountable Yeah, for what the fuck I do.
0: So basically there was some, there was a heated exchange between him and his <laughs> a son. A heated exchange. Yes. And so Kirk Franklin was using expletives. A man, expletives of the tr- a man of God. A man of God. Listen, here's the thing about cursing. Who invented Henry curse D. words? Said, don't curse. Who invented curse words? Who back in the day said, I declare out. <laughs> these are curse words who so invented the F U C because word. i think that there is a lot more there's a, a lot more christians out here that curse than y'all really think i am a christian who curse i love jesus i know his word and i'm saved and i still cuss i don't want none of y'all self-righteous ass people coming on these motherfucking comments talking about well if you say the holy ghost will convict you it does because it keeps you from cussing your, your ass out listen i'm just saying stop being fucking hypocritical these are fucking words bitch okay and let that man cuss his, his son out. Okay. If you think I'm this, I it like this, when you your ass, start to <laughs> <laughs> get your skinny motherfucking ass back out the goddamn way before I put my foot in your ass. Because- I, dare you. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. Shut the fuck up. I'm <laughs> old. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I did it. He just hung up the phone. I'll break you, in. And it, first of all, it's toxic to cuss your parent out and for you to cuss your child out. Let's be very clear. This That's says very toxic. That fuck or beep. You can. Ma'am, it's an explicit podcast. You're it totally fine.
1: Was mm-hmm. probably first used in English um borrowed in the 15th century though it is the use of "shit" in english is much older rooted in proto-germanic words middle english so the shit's old hella old
0: yeah so i don't believe that that i mean cuss words don't whatever i don't i cuss i don't care. curses i wonder who made curses bad that's what i'm saying who who weaponized curse words i mean they feel good when you get them out yeah, like blah blah blah. But listen, you got there's a there's a science to cussing. You got to put the yeah. words together. If you cuss, you're more intelligent. I think. I agree. Why do you think I got four degrees? I fucking Boom. agree. with the shit. That's right. Hell, what the, no.
1: <laughs> man, you hecky No. Have you seen The Hangover? Yeah, of course. You know, and he's like. God
0: damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh darn it. Shit. Shoot. <laughs> but yeah, so he basically, people, there were like, you know, two different sides of the spectrum where people were saying, oh, he's a man of God. How dare he curse his child? First of all, again, his child is a grown ass man. And when you come at your parents cussing at your parents as a grown person, you have to remember that your mother and your father were whole people before you met them and they became your mother and your father. Try them if you want to, like they just some buses on the street and you're going to get that other side that you you never knew you knew about mm-hmm. okay so i didn't think again i think it's wrong for both of them to cuss each other out but also too there was no context to to the conversation when he posted just, or just released his father cursing him out and saying that he would stomp on his neck or stomp his foot up his behind or something like that which again his song is stomp 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 no okay anyway there's I, a song hey, no <laughs> My brother, the stump, the whole stump, I don't nothing got the, the stump. No, you, you so got young. the stump. No, don't you think you don't no, that's have definitely not that it. Stump. No, that's definitely not Kirk Franklin. But yeah. So anyway, Kirk Franklin released his apology, which I thought that that was very stupid of him. Stop apologizing for cussing at your kids. You know what time the man disrespected you? A man with the mouth of God. No, having mean, these preachers and, and pastors cuss, fuss, drink, smoke, you're fuck cussing everything, cussing and fussing out there. Exactly, and the thing is, too, they were saying that um, uh, his son, he he was saying that him and his son have been estranged for a very long time. They've gone to counseling as a family. They've gone to counseling separately, and what it appears to be from an outsider looking in is that this is a grown ass man again who has been told no, and he's a rich kid. You know what? Well, now he's not a rich kid. His father is rich and he wants something and he wants attention like you're bored and even kirk franklin's daughter came out and spoke out against him and was just like yo you don't even feel like we siblings like we tried to reach out to you so many times you don't even think that we act like we're siblings because we have different mothers and blah 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 like i would have cussed your ass out brother (laughs) from another mother pretty much but yeah so that was the, the whole big controversy with kirk franklin again i don't agree that any parent should cuss at their their child grown or little i don't think any child should be cussing at their parents grown or little y'all both need to go to therapy work that shit out if you can't work it out just don't be around each other yeah. just because that's your father does not mean that you have to have a relationship with him just because that is your child does not mean that you have to have a relationship with him we put these toxic ass you know uh expectations, re- expectations on each other like that's your family that's your blood you only get one no fuck you i don't give a damn because you my blood i didn't pick you Mm-hmm. i didn't have the opportunity to pick you because if i did i probably wouldn't so just because we're family don't mean that i'm gonna give you the right to keep disrespecting me and keep talking to me any kind of way or keep treating me any kind of way hell no i do cut off plenty of cousins let's be clear don't fucking talk to me you just so happen to be the child of my mama's brother or sister i don't know that don't mean i gotta deal with you so. girl listen my cousins already know don't play try me if you want to you will be on the other side of that and it ain't I pretty. am not the one to sit around and be played and the cousins who i've cut off you know who you are Ooh, we'll tag them in the comments. And they probably don't even listen to this podcast, and that's perfectly fine. Come at me if you want to at Thanksgiving. I'll whoop your ass too. Yeah, and that's on that.
1: Damn it.
0: What are you. <laughs> I was looking for the crickets, but I couldn't find it in time. <laughs>
1: oh <Oy> babe. Well, <laughs> well yeah. with that same energy, did you see those girls who were riding in the Uber and they wouldn't put masks on and then they started fake coughing, which projects more particles? her square whatever than anything else which is super dangerous if you're a super spreader and the uber driver was upset and was telling them to get out of his car and they wouldn't get out of the car
0: i just hate people i really hate people because this man is over here trying to do a job trying to drive y'all little funky asses back home or wherever y'all going And think are on vacation and you just being First that of fucking all, stupid they're
1: on vacation during a pandemic which people are doing where it where were they at i want to say they were were in the united states florida oh god don't say that florida i don't know if that's right but
0: these were not florida people spring asian uber driver okay
1: he was just an uber driver we don't have to say he was asian god i hate america
0: well because you know they're trying to pin
1: black and asians against each other san francisco so Mm. sorry
0: yeah they're trying to pin black and asians against each other
1: yeah so these three young girls get in the uber basically and he has a dash cam so it shows everything and
0: uh I saw the one. I don't know if she was white, but she was the one that was sitting directly behind him, and she reached she her hand out and like not, hit him or something. Yeah, she
1: is not quite She is. I want to say Middle Eastern. Well, Middle East Eastern. or something. Um.
0: Now, see, her parents gonna cuss out when she because this her video.
1: her Instagram name was like something foreign, like literally the word foreign. Oh
0: yeah stop treating people like shit man yeah like, one, even, been, one
1: of them was arrested right after that because she was
0: had with identity theft they both should have been arrested and see this is why your uber drivers be killing y'all dude because you keep doing stupid shit like people that. like to act up in ubers and Listen, think that nothing can happen i'd be too scared in the uber i remember i took an uber home from the airport when we I came back everywhere. from Paris Pre-rolled and in my I live 40 minutes away from the airport and it was this nice black lady that came and picked me up Aww. and I sat my ass in the back with uh my little you know the little nail file thing that's sharp Right in my hand because I was like, "Bitch, I don't know you. I, I need to make sure that you taking me where the hell I asked you to go." Because I the watch too much fuck? Criminal Minds. I watch way too much. And remember the Bone Collector with I do. Denzel Washington cleaning the Oh, well, I did know and, the
1: Bone Collector. Yeah, I
0: remember they, he, the the taxi driver was locking the doors and putting the child lock on. Oh and they yeah, couldn't, and they couldn't get out. Exactly. So that's that's paranoid me. I uh, the only time I was scared of the Uber driver is when he came out with us
1: and then we couldn't get rid of him. Well, and that's why you shouldn't invite your Uber drivers to c- no go definitely out with not. you. Definitely not if you're young and listening. Don't joke and say you should come out with us. They'll come out with you, and then you're stuck. No, and you have to run away. Never do that. Um, I think that's a generational thing, though. Like, what young people just fuck with Uber. We'll get in cars with anybody.
0: No, that's because y'all ain't y'all ain't grew up in the days of milk cartons.
1: No, we grew up where like you pick me up. I call to us. I think there's like this some false sense of security. Like I called you and I'm paying for this and I know your name and I have your information and you have to take me where I'm going. Why wouldn't you?
0: Because they can kill you. Cause even I, pa- even I
1: understand that, but I just, there's some false sense of security. Even there. when
0: my family and I went to Paris, we had Uber everywhere. Now the good thing is there were four of us. And of course my fat ass always had, always had to go on the front seat cause bitch I'm fat. So, <laughs> um, I'm not fat i'm just a little heavier than there you most go. Let's do positive talk. yes i'm so just talk. you know i'm just thick you know and so when i was in the front seat i'm just like i had my gps on the whole time oh nobody what, what street you taking this ain't where our hotel it's at weird. i
1: can't even count the drunk ubers i've been in
0: girl see i've fallen
1: asleep in ubers i've been drunk in ubers i've like
0: see that's that white side of you it is that white side it's of you is very comfortable dude. with people white people be like oh what's that noise in the middle of the woods let Let's me go, go investigate I'm like, oh my god sir how Mm-mm. are you do you know a faster way to get there oh hell yeah take a shortcut come on jump on in my car really <laughs> are you going north okay let me jump Dude, on that in. Was Austin
1: all the time especially I was there I had like a year or two of where we had taxis or in the e-bus there was a bus that took you downtown mm. and then like in the middle of college they just stopped that shit so we were all freaking out we didn't know how to get there there was a Facebook page where you would just say like hey I'm on the corner of so-and-so I'll give you 20 bucks to take me here and people would just get in or like there's this fucking guy who would drive around in a fucking like sprinter van basically oh god he would just be like
0: how many people do y'all have five bucks ahead let's go and he'd take you downtown oh no y'all want to get murdered (laughs) we were just fucking (laughs) reckless at it we were like please just take us downtown listen i'm gonna tell you that coming from the milk carton generation you see them little kids on the milk cartons or you see them and uh like you go to the grocery store and you see the bulletin board and they have like the little computerized you know, projection of the face of how they would look. That shit scared the crap out of you. Plus black parents be like, you you want to act up? You don't want to come in on time? You're going to end up on a milk carton. And Ooh. you know, when you say stuff like that, that traumatizes you as a
1: child. The only thing that freaked me out growing up is I remember one time we had... Um, this thing come to our school we had to take home a form and it had like an outline of a body on it and oh, your parents what? were supposed to fill out like if you had any distinctive birthmarks on you or anything like they that were sounds to like a child trafficking <laughs> activity <laughs> hell, no. They,
0: were supposed to hell circle. no they circle
1: it on the body and kind of detail fill uh, like write details about it they put in like your height all your information their information and we weren't microchipped, but we were like fingerprinted and put in a system.
0: No, that's, a, that's some real clever. <laughs> in case child we ever stuff, went missing, that no. they could be like,
1: hey, pull up their information. That way you have a, a recent picture of them, their fingerprints. They're all their information, and then it for Amber Alert, I guess. And watch the out. principal be behind it. Hell no! That because that should freak me out. Because I remember no. my about like looking at the outline of a body.
0: It looks like when they draw it on the ground, dead. And oh, my aw. mom was just like, "Well, you have this birthmark here." No. Da, 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 da. you shouldn't know what no child's birthmark is. Only their parents should know that. And if you do know what their birthmark is, you going to jail, bitch. <laughs> you going to jail, <laughs> <laughs> jail. <laughs> i'm just saying it was catholic school you so course, she, shit just flew. To they, they probably just printed
1: out some papers and sent them home and our parents were like oh what a great idea we'll sign it here you go
0: here's their social security number by the way too i'll sign here but if you hell? just want
1: us to check your child's body for you hell like, yeah, no nah. we
0: don't we don't want to do it and especially at catholic school them, man that's early signs of molestation <laughs> fuck them no nah, no nah. You, listen, I, this is why I probably don't have kids yet because the Lord knows when I have another piece of me walking around here, it's gonna be a fucking problem for everybody in this world. You look at my child the wrong way. You, you walk past them too fast. I will slit your fucking throat. As you should. Like, I don't play about my nephew and my godsons. You... Listen, child I'm not even about to get riled up. Let's go to the next subject. Don't get riled up. <laughs> Last thing I was
1: gonna say, do you see that TikTok about the girl who was like, Hey, uh what you're not about to do is call my son boy. No. Her tea I guess her kids in preschool and her teacher was like, blah blah blah, such a good boy. Like he's such a she's like, No, we're not doing that. Was he black? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You just you just don't do it. Boy and girl, you don't, just do, don't it. do it. don't do it. Don't do it. But remember that patient that called me girl and was like, hey girl, <laughs> yeah, hey girl. And ended up going down to the rehab. I was like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> he was like, you don't have to be rude about it. No bitch, you don't have to be racist about it. How about you sit your ass in this goddamn chair with your fucking deficits? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. For, for the record, I did not say that to the patient. I was thinking about it, but I did say, who are you Rip talking to? His ass to the fucking listen, chair with the walker. Listen, with your left side gone, you play on me if you want Ooh. to. He was girl, hey girl, hey girl. Who the hell are you talking to, sir? Oh, you done lost your mind. Okay. Oh they're gonna God. have a cold blue in a minute. Keep on.
1: <laughs> okay. all right Last thing. Okay. I wanna take you back.
0: What is that movie? He's like, I wanna take you back. Back back, back in, in the the time. time. Is
1: that Drumline? Mm. I think it is Drumline.
0: I don't know. And um. I've
1: watched Drumline a million and one times. Okay. The year is twenty eighteen. Okay. I don't even know what specifically is popping off at that time bars are open clubs are open
0: it's a different time we're just spitting each other's faces
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're just licking each other on the mouth not even give a shit pretty much um you know you're going through the radio Mm -hmm. you stop and you hear Say, little bitch, you can't fuck with me. If If
0: you you wanted to, these expensive, these is red
1: bottom, these are are blood issues. issues. And your whole life changes because who? Cardi B's on the fucking scene. Cardi
0: B. The little girl from the Bronx. Is she from the Bronx? Uh, yeah, she's from the Bronx. That's what's thought. the B. She's crazy, yes.
1: Yeah, she's she's from the Bronx. a fucking psychopath, and I love every Bronx. minute of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, She is the stripper of my dreams, <laughs> and she has now gone diamond with Bodak Yellow, a fucking anthem, a call to arms. If I you am, hear Bodak Yellow in the club, are you
0: fucking kidding me? I am so proud of Cardi B. I am so incredibly proud Bacalice. of her. Like, I remember her as this trash-talking, Stripper on Instagram who was so annoying. It was just like, what the fuck? You just need a hug, bitch. God damn. But even like, I I remember I heard her mixtape and I was like damn this bitch can really rap like this is awesome and then I started following her career and then you know she went on Love and Hip Hop and it was just to be able to see her growth into this amazing big mainstream artist has been absolutely amazing congratulations to you Cardi B that's awesome if it's up then it's stuck then it's up then it's stuck dude fucking love Cardi B you know why everything she put out is a bop
1: female rappers were going stale for a hot second I feel like we like Nicki Minaj was out and up and bumping and then she had some shit going on and she got kind of fucking
0: well, you know, they never let more than one, um, rap female rap rap artist true, come true, out true, at a time. It all and they always had, had the battle each like, We had each other.
1: Remy Ma, we had Young M.A., we probably had a lot of people. Yeah, Missy. We Eve. always have Missy. Yeah, but I was like, we need some ratchet Eve. shit
0: because like City Girls weren't big, big. No, because when Especially did City Girls here, come out? Was it that year? I feel like they all came out at the same time. But see, the time. thing is, I think the City Girls came out, but then J.T. went to jail right after they came right, out. Right, right, right. So Carisha had to go? do everything by herself. For a hot minute, hot girl, hot minute. Yeah, but then even too with Remy Mom, when she came out of jail, she was trying to like do a lot of the women empowerment, which I thought was really amazing. And she brought Cardi B out to to sing that song on. I think it was like a summer jam or something like that they did, uh-huh. which was amazing. But to be able to see Cardi B's growth, that's amazing. And everybody who like shitted on her, I know they are so mad that they missed out on so much fucking money, dude. And then right on the hills of her was Megan Thee Stallion. Megan, she just won a Grammy. Better and fucking better. She just won a Grammy today.
1: Her and yeah. uh, Beyonce think for I'll I'll the want Savage
0: remi- Remix. Remox? really remix (laughs) remix, yeah they just won a grammy so shout out to megan i'm my opinion i don't like the remix really yeah i feel like sometimes when i'm when i hear the original i'm singing the beyonce version oh that's interesting yeah but i think a lot of a lot of the stuff like a lot of the music that they remix i end up singing that particular version i think a lot of the remixes sometimes are a little bit better than the actual um thing i think just because the singing tone that's on it too um it's just kind of I do fuck really hard and heavy with Bodak Yellow. Yeah, that was a great song. And people are still bopping that song. Like, I mean, everybody know the words to that stuff. Like, it's amazing. Dude, I feel like that was the song of the summer. Yeah. If that would have been, if TikTok really would have been up and popping like that, everybody would have been doing Bodak Yellow challenges to that. 100%. Yeah. So shout out to her. That's awesome. So she went Diamond, you said?
1: yeah so 10 that means million t- 10 times tails.
0: platinum that's awesome that's
1: insane dude She's especially on a plat pandemic come that's on that's why i'm like stop going crazy over offset let him do what the fuck he wants get your bag seriously and leave him alone you're a better artist than Offset him. anyway take your fucking culture that cute ass baby you she named is after so cute. a rap album but whatever
0: she is so cute the cutest yeah C- culture with a k culture with a k all right you all watch right. anything good lately um i watched i care a lot which i wasted an Yo, hour and 58 minutes of my life that's
1: just stressful
0: I, I finally after like i think i had like 30 minutes of the movie left and i was like i can't fucking watch this shit no more so i literally googled what happened at the end you're the person i hate i Why? hate when
1: people do that shit i won't tell you that i did it no but just watch it because now you've ruined it when nah. if you're watching a movie with me and you decide to look it up and i'm just sitting there because i'm gonna finish watching it now it's fucking ruined because you know and i don't yeah i'm gonna just keep
0: getting up and getting snacks you like, you're missing the best part no I'm not, i already know what happened dude i <laughs> hate when people look up the end of the movie i just it was getting on my nerves and they were drawing it out and i was like oh my gosh just fucking hurry up and tell getting, us what no happened no one would die like yeah it was yeah you see what you mean it wasn't ins- i was just like just one antagonist come on just fucking finish that could have been done in like an hour and two minutes that's not real life um, well i mean it's sad that people get taken advantage of like that especially elderly people because um, shit like that does happen. Mm-hmm. It really does. I, the
1: acting in that was so good, though. I yeah. hated everyone who I was supposed to hate. Definitely. And, you yeah. know.
0: I hated everyone in that movie. There was no. I hated that black judge. He was pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, now you want to be on the white lady tip, you little Uncle, Uncle Tom ass coon? Oh, oh he, was, he was, oh. I'm so concerned. Come on, go ahead and yep, order it. And it's done. Oh <laughs> bitch, come on. Can you read into it? Uh, the lawyer like the other lady's lawyer, that oh, short yeah. guy. I
1: love him. Christmas, you yeah. know.
0: I liked his suits. His suits were good.
1: Yeah, he had some nice ass suits. But yeah, that's about all I watched. Um i just watched jenny and georgia it's pretty good
0: i heard that, that was really good I, it, it looks like a really cute movie i want to see it it's cute it's yeah. cute
1: and i watched i started moxie haven't
0: finished it i know i saw, I saw the first i'm really first into feminism episode. right now yeah i saw the first episode of moxie that was it was pretty cool yeah I, I definitely want to watch the rest yeah that's all i got for you yeah all right well let's head on over to the rehab corner then <laughs> Down <to> the rehab. <laughs> all right so this rehab corner is really going to be dedicated to alyssa I had a really hell week this week when and- <laughs> I tell you every day at 2 o'clock
1: I walked into the fire fu- no
0: that was dramatic
1: no it was probably like a 2 every day I was about accurate I'd walk back into the office and just fucking look like the most defeated motherfucker in the world yeah and just either take a nap for t- really I did. would fall asleep or just sit there and stare or want to cry but couldn't
0: and when she was taking a nap, the rest of us in the office are just like, should we wake her? Did she, did, she, did she clock back in for lunch? No? Okay.
1: When I tell you the deep sleep where your alarm goes off and you jump because you didn't know you were asleep, that kind of sleep. Yeah. It just so was a what happened this week? fucking week. That unit sucks the life out of you. Well,
0: I will say this. Our COVID numbers are going down, which they is a are. blessing. They we, are. We had 17 positive patients. And I saw motherfucking 13. 13 of them. Of them and Alyssa was in my old stomping grounds of the Jeez, uh, can have the back. ecmo unit you might as well not even call it lung it's rescue because ain't unit. nobody's lungs being rescued but anyway <laughs> 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 they're just fucking dying <laughs> they die you're just prolonging their fucking death that's all you're doing you're prolonging their fucking death and maybe one or two of them will survive out of there out of the 13. you know what
1: sucks is when you're down there and someone has a shit session with you right and you're like fuck okay so you go to the next day and they're doing so much better and you're like wow like what's going on and they're like surge
0: oh. <laughs> you no know, they're like surge. Oh, we put them back on the vent i'm getting too much money because <laughs> they about to go to jesus they literally like <laughs> turned up their sweep or we put them back on the vent. I'm like, God damn it. They coded last night. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is the same. That's what I am gonna start doing now every time a patient goes in Oh, sage. God. Yeah, it's just hard. I feel like all those people
1: are defeated. But after lifting three of them, I am too. Yes. So like, if you're my first second patient in the morning, you get my good. You get all of me where I'm like, hey, I know this is hard. I know that you've been through a lot. Let's just do as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I'll sit with you during your anxiety attack. I'll do the grounding techniques that everyone else talks bullshit about. I'll help you calm down. PD. Yeah, I'll do everything. <laughs> By the third, fourth person day, I'm like, listen here, Henry. Listen here, bitch. We're Get your getting ass you up, up to the fucking chair. I don't care if you can't breathe. You don't need to, because I'm lifting <laughs> your ass over there, total assist. All I need to do is put a little bit of effort through your toes and we'll fucking make it. All right, one, two, three, here we go. Yeah, it's So brutal. then I feel bad and I'm like, fuck. Mm -mm. i don't feel bad it's just uh, it's very physically exhausting because right now everyone is two person total assist yeah it is very emotionally mentally exhausting because Mm -hmm. everyone wants to fucking die yeah and it also is the most unorganized unit i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and that speaks volumes because you know
0: this is only your first job, <laughs> yeah. as an OT. So yeah, it's like yeah. you really haven't seen very much, no. but I can tell you, as a person who's worked at seven different hospitals, this is the most <laughs> or unorganized. I agree I and concur. I'm just
1: like yeah, and then I sit there and I'm like, I'm not a cr- like I know I'm young and I know I'm unexperienced, but like I'm not a crazy person. No, you're not so what the fuck like i'm i'm like i have no power here and i can see all the fucking things going wrong can mm-hmm. someone please just step in and fix it
0: well here's here, i think the most frustrating part is that um <clears throat> i think we as clinicians we are at the height of our career right and when i say the height i mean we can't go any motherfucking higher okay can we get much PT, higher <laughs> pt you come out with a with a doctorate degree OT, you come out with a master's degree. Even though you can get an OTD now and get your doctorate, that shit don't no, mean nothing. It's, yeah, and that doesn't mean anything. You're not gonna get any more money for it. You can just go into teaching, right? But you come out at the top of your game and you have all of these little minions running around saying, we really need to get this patient up. Oh my God, can, can you do... First of all, back the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Back up. And back go, up. go sit down, okay? Because you coming to me and tell... Oh, we really need them to stand. Okay. Did you take... Physiology, okay. Do you understand how the body works? Did you take kinesiology at all? No. Oh, okay. Um, I need you to Google some shit because muscles don't come back overnight. That's not the way it works. If you're, when your unshaped, you know, out of shape ass go into the gym, you have to work your body back Let's up. Let's
1: talk about how these people are basically paralyzed. They're
0: fucking paralyzed. You when paralyzed you, them for two weeks I, on sedatives,
1: and I forget because I'm in I'm in CVICU, right? But those people, yeah. even on ECMO, they haven't been on ECMO very long. No, and we still get them up, moving, whatever, but these motherfuckers in lung rescue that's where you go and you're like all right let's lift the fucking lift your toes up in the air and i'm like what even muscle is that activating because i'm yeah. not seeing shit going they don't on. even have
0: trace but they're like we need them standing i'm like that's not how this works and in order for them to qualify for a lung transplant they have to be walking fuck you and fuck their lungs they're not prepared to get lungs at this point be realistic with what the fuck you are asking we know what the fuck we are doing as clinicians get out of my fucking face that's what mm-hmm. i tell people all the time and i'm so i'm so i can be rude at times and i'm okay with that i will literally tell a physician one particular physician in 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 particular monica how how long is the patient gonna walk right and i will literally tell him to his face raise your hand if you went to pt school oh your hand's (laughs) still down shut the fuck up and get out of my face and stop asking me dumbass questions so so can, can you give me an estimated time of when they're gonna walk never bitch never Because you keep fucking sedating them, number one. Number two, you're unrealistic. Then you have all these other doctors from other hospitals like, are they walking yet? It's the
1: unrealistic expectations for me. It's also... You want to sit there when, and then when I come down, oh, you know, therapy is so important. We really want them moving. What can we do to make da da da? You don't because I'm in here for, th- I have 30 minutes with each patient, right? If, if that. If that, that I'm like getting everything I can out of them. Mm-hmm. But if they're not ready, if their lines aren't ready, if they're covered in shit, if they haven't eaten, if they haven't got their meds, if one thing goes wrong, we are stalled. And that means that you're stalled for the rest of the day, right? Yeah. Cause you're, yeah. all your other patients are stalled. So you're making it seem like what I'm doing is so important but then again when I come down you don't give a shit. You're not helping me out. Nothing's ready. These patients are just It's almost like
0: you are like Moderna and Pfizer and then these clinicians are like, the doctors are like Joe Biden. Hurry up and get these fucking vaccines yeah, out of here. And are like, like dude. We there's can no only quality. Do, I can only control what I can control. There's no quality at your, that you can give with 13 patients in an 8 hour shift. We're not there for 12 hours. Nor do we want to be. Mm-hmm. Just on a timeline basis there's no way you can come in chart review go and see 13 people take a lunch break and chart on all 13 of those people and quality
1: fucking thing exa-
0: in an ICU I think
1: the issue is it's okay first of all I don't think many nurses know exactly what ptot is okay whatever we just walk people we just walk people we're the moving team yeah. i think that especially because we work in the icu mm-hmm. and the focus is on early mobility right you have a very limited number of things you can do with a patient because of where they are mm-hmm. right so a lot of the time it is just getting to the edge of the bed standing getting yeah. to a chair right pt and ot that's mm-hmm. all we can do most of the time absolutely that is not necessarily the most skilled therapy mm-hmm. so very true so to me if my patient can't tolerate all of that, but the nursing staff or the doctors want to see that, it makes more sense for them to be hoired into a chair, mm-hmm. for the nursing staff to get them up Absolutely. and let them rest. Then when I come in, we'll do the muscle strengthening, the we'll do all of the other things, the mm-hmm. ADLs, all of that, Absolutely. because that is more skilled Yeah, and that is my job. But Absolutely. what they want and what they see us as is like, oh, we need everybody up and moving PTOT. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking muscle team. No. I'm not a moving squad. Not at all. So, when that's all you want, first of all, it would make more sense time wise if you got them up and moving mm-hmm. and going. Because then you're going to get pissed at me when I have to not only do that, but I also, hey, I have to bill for it still and do my fucking job. So now I have to not only move them and get them up, but also add an ADL on it or an exercise or
0: something. And it takes you 20 minutes just to untangle the goddamn lines. And so let let me just explain this for you. Because I can't touch half of them. For you non-medical people, I want to explain exactly what we're dealing with on a daily basis. So, you know, you've ever seen Grey's Anatomy and they have these different pumps, right, that are running different medications. Or imagine you going into an ICU and you have six or seven different pumps and right? it looks like your fucking christmas lights yeah it looks like spaghetti when you get noodles, them out of the garage like literally if you had a bag of like 12 iphone earplugs right and you are trying to unravel the old ones not the, the old AirPods. ones not the airpods, the, the string earphones you are trying to undo all these strings and somebody has pulled some of them tightly but they're also attached to the patient so exactly. you can't just fucking start yanking shit and you can't undo it you can't undo none of this stuff then you have a ventilator then you have the, the ECMO, ECMO machine what? then you have yonkers and suction and foley's, chest tubes FMS. and foleys and wound vacs and all of these different things so you have all of this stuff that is attached to these patients and they're like and keeping them alive or just from dying so you can't just pull
1: them out you can't yank them you got to make sure everything's at a place to where when you do start moving if shit goes south and you need to make a quick adjustment or move somewhere everything's out of the way and okay and that takes eight
0: for it takes fucking arterial lines i mean you got swans you got all kind midlines you got all kind of shit pick lines and everything and you there was a strategic way and a very skilled way that you have to be in an ICU to not kill your patients like <laughs> i don't think people understand that ptot wrong move equals kill your patient Like, that's literally what it means. Like, I always tell my students even too. never let anybody rush you in an ICU because this is the place where they need to have quality. It's not about the quantity. Mm -hmm. It's about the quality of care because they can't handle – the bare minimum of the twenty-three minutes or thirty minutes that you give them anyway and then they're zonked for the rest of the day, like, wow, just you even get them up to the chair, they were so tired. So why yes. the fuck are you asking me if they can fucking walk?
1: Exactly. Or when I tell when you come and tell me, oh, I need them to stand today, I, I don't care what the fuck you need because if I get them to the edge of this bed and they look like shit. Or they're not doing well or their vitals tank or guess what i just feel like today's not the day for them to stand because we talked about it him and i and it's not working today and and you're not the one sacrificing your body as well yeah also they have to put in the work yeah they do so i'm not gonna go in there i and it just like especially once you get into like psychosocial shit and people will Mm -hmm. shut down there's a very fine line between pushing someone to gain something beneficial and pushing someone out of their comfort zone and potentially hurting them or making them shut down
0: yeah like, for example, the one patient I had this week, <laughs> it was very funny um the one we, patient
1: you saw yeah. no, hey
0: hey brian's not here so i definitely saw all my <laughs> patients thank you very much i had a very good productivity week anywho nice. um <laughs> this is one out of how many weeks anyway so th- there are sometimes where the clinicians the nurse practitioners the pas um the doctors will actually be your allies. so this week i had this one centrally i still had this one centrally cannulated ecmo patient awaiting a heart transplant right and so by centrally cannulated she means they
1: fucking poke a hole in your heart like you're it's a fucking capri sun pouch and then like pumps, two harpoons
0: pump your, some foot like a yeah. garden
1: hose and then just pump some fucking blood through that shit yes
0: and at any point in time these fucking cannulas can come out anyway <laughs> come in and say let's get up let's move <laughs> right let's walk let's you want some music and so he's doing very well so anyway i take my little cart my monitor my oxygen tank where you know we're like okay we're gonna go ahead and go i'm gonna go do this eval real quick i'll come meet you back at this particular time well i come back over to his room at the particular time and i see another nurse who's next door to him with my cart, my monitor, my O2 tank, and my book bag on the cart, and I'm like, "Yo, you just stole my fucking cart and she's like, "No, it was a nurse practitioner who's this old school black nurse practitioner who a we queen, love oh. oh, we stand for her, she's amazing." And most people are afraid of her. Even the, the doctors that she I'm works for are afraid of
1: her. Y'all, she yelled at me once when I was a student. I will, I've never crossed her again. She could tell me like,
0: hey, I need you to go run and get me something from the 19th <laughs> floor of this hospital. And I would run. I absolutely love her. She never yells at me. I think, cause if, from the very beginning, we recognize we just had kindred spirits. And this was when she was still a nurse, before, um, when she was in nurse practitioner school. So anyway, I walk in the room and I'm like, yo, Miss So-and-so, uh, why you just stole my car? She's like, I sure did. Cause I'm, I'm walking this patient. I was like, well, you know, I got this patient. I was actually. See her next, and she's like, No, no, she needs to get up right now. <clears throat> so, this nurse practitioner literally takes it upon herself to do physical therapy's job for the day. <laughs> And she drags this patient down the hallway. The, whole, the patient just cried. <laughs> and she's like, control your emotions. Control your emotions. You're going to walk, OK? Because you are too young to be up in here like this and doing all this wine to control your emotions and hush. She literally dragged her all the way to the nurse's station and walked. And we were all just sitting there, yeah, <laughs> you're doing so great. And the girl was just like, oh, let me rest, please. I just did a rest break. Oh my god, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> And the nurse practitioner is just like, shut up all this noise, okay? (laughs) Shut it up. But sometimes you do get clinicians who understand where you're coming from, and they will step in to help. I've had other physicians that are just like, listen, I've read you guys' notes, which is amazing to us that that doctors even read our notes or even know where the fuck to find them. (laughs) And then they will come in and be like, let me know when you're going to see my patient because they are not cooperating with y'all. I'm going to stand there at the bedside. I'm going to help you. And you're just like, this amazing cardio heart transplant doctor is sitting at the bedside with me one hand on this patient helping me stand their patient and walk in the hallway it's that for me
1: we have people in the lung rescue unit who have been on ecmo for 67 days Mm -hmm. which is just like fucking insane and they don't want to do anything no they are and i get it you're depressed you're pissed you and i told him i was like listen i know there's a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. right now that you can't control and whether you get up or not is one of the things you can absolutely but listen dude you can't fucking sit here you know you're gonna have to get up anyway and it's just gonna be easier if you try nothing and i you know they're why isn't he up why isn't he doing this this and that and i'm like he doesn't fucking want to and i can't he's he's a 300 pound man i'm not doing it and you know oh we've had the conversation we went in there and we told him you don't want us to turn off the machine you're gonna die it's not working it doesn't work i've heard that 17 times for this specific patient that someone has
0: gone in there and said like well do you want to die and i have personally like you are going to die in the next twenty seconds if you don't get your ass up. Hey, I will clamp off that, these... After you hear that so many times, yes, guess it. what? It loses its effect. I have told patients I will clamp off these lines like a garden hose right now <laughs> if you don't move. <laughs> do you do you want to die? Do you want you want to have maggots in your ass because you can't fucking move and you want to go get a flap? You can tell these patients all Anything the you doom want. and gloom you want to. They'll be like so put me out of my misery thank you and i'm just like
1: y'all can come in and tell him that every day you are still not there when i am in there and he doesn't want to do anything so either you go in there and move him if you want him up so bad exactly or you respect my fucking choices or what i'm going to do in my treatment session and exactly i had to total assist this man just to pull his trunk forward for 10 seconds because i said i'm not leaving this room without us Mm -hmm. doing anything
0: i had this one patient this week he was um traked and sedated with restraints because he was trying to pull everything out Pulled out his NG tube a bunch of times. my life. Let's go get him up. No, I was supine exercise, buddy. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so, so we join the day. <laughs> in bed exercise. Listen, baby. I was like, I ain't got no tech. I don't have OT in here with me. No, we're not doing, we're not playing these kind of reindeer games. So the nurse practitioner comes over. He's like, hey, Monica, we really want to get this man to the chair. And I, this is a guy <laughs> that I can talk to and me and him talk to each other very unprofessionally. But we are friends at the core and have worked with each other for years, even before he became a nurse practitioner. And... I will say to him, stop coming at me and asking me dumbass questions when you have not thoroughly processed what the fuck you just asked me. Your patient is in fucking wrist restraints because he's trying to actively pull out his goddamn trach on the bed. Do you think that that's a great idea to put him in a chair? Well, what else do you think we could do? I don't know, fucking Captain Obvious, but not put his dumbass in a fucking chair. Chair mode to me. Not even. (laughs) he goes because he slides down and tries oh, to get yeah. out of the bed so i'm like uh trendelenburg bitch that's what the hell you about to get <laughs> you about to get a one-way ticket to trendelenburg position okay i'm just like stuck for clinicians every clinician and i'm talking about nurse practitioners physician's assistants and MDs. stop asking us dumbass fucking questions read our fucking notes okay if we can give you the professional courtesy of reading y'all shit read ours don't come tell me uh, i can find your note oh but you can mysteriously find a vein or an artery that's bleeding in surgery mm-hmm. so how dumb are you really like that makes no fucking sense to me like i just i hate i hate healthcare <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like we are
1: not miracle workers oh my god i see this patient 30 minutes out of the 24 hours of a day so unless they're willing to put in the work and do exercises or get up and move on their own, or hey, maybe it's just not gonna happen because I don't know, they're fucking dying. They're dying. Their body's are on rotting. life support, stuck in a bed. Their lungs don't work. It, there's only so much we can do. I wish we and could. And I just need
0: some grace in that. I wish we could put every MD on a ventilator, trake them, put them on a ventilator, and Sedate give them sedation. The fuck out of them. And also record them while we are trying to work with them <laughs> so that they wouldn't come and ask us dumbass questions anymore. Like, do you remember doing this? No, oh. this is you. This is your brain on drugs, okay? Yeah. Okay. This is your brain on drugs, buddy.
1: I'm just also not the kind of per- Like, in the ICU, I give you two times to be like, I can't do it i can't fucking do it on the third time i'm like all right we'll stop you probably can't fucking do it
0: it depends if you're being like a bitch i'll just be i'll keep going but it depends on how much energy i'm exerting from my own body exactly but also holding you up <laughs>
1: i don't know these patients well enough and i don't feel like being the one today that was like hey i know i just met you and i don't really know what the fuck's going on with you but i'm gonna push you really hard yeah and i know they're gonna trial you off of ecmo in 20 minutes but Mm -hmm. so i'm just like listen we're gonna do as much as you want to do it is your life if i knew you more i'd probably push you more but
0: i don't so i'm I'm, listen if people want to die let these people die Let them die. This is why we have DNRs. Okay, let people go if they want to go. But stop having unrealistic expectations about what PT and OT should should or should not be doing. If you didn't take your stupid ass to PT or OT school, shut the fuck up about what you want me to do. Well, because so-and-so was able to do this. I don't give a shit what so-and-so was able. Because people used to do that a lot with me. And when other therapists would come into the unit, they'd be, well, Monica's able to do this. And Monica oh, Kavita. That's and Monica That's what they Kavita. told me this
1: week when they had a conversation with me. Well, this isn't what we see with this person and this person. And I said, then it sounds like you really liked your experience with that person and that person. <laughs> so calm, like bitches. <laughs> what you need to do is get that person and that person right back in here. Because exactly. it seems like you loved their work and, and they were doing a good job. Yep. So who am I to hold these patients and you from that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm not. Send my ass right back down to CV where no <laughs> one has complained about me to my knowledge. Pretty much. Exactly. That's why it's just like this this unrealistic just stupidity of I I, I know I, I remember I had the one physician who you know is like captain ecmo monica i get it I, I i i know that you know you're the ones that is that are exhausting your body i get it i, I totally get it you no don't, you don't because you you're not in the room and i would. i remember when i was in when we had patients before covid happened and we would have ecmo patients that were super uncooperative i would go to him and i would say i'm not touching your patient unless you're in the room with me he would come in the room this bitch would leave five minutes into my <laughs> session and be like and it'd be like a ghost like you talking to the patient you look over you don't see the black scrubs no more <laughs> Bitch, where you went and then I would go to him and be like, where did you go? Well, I, I have other patients that I have to see. Oh, no, no, no. Because you want to understand the experience.
1: So let's stay at my side. So brother. then you can be in the experience when I go in there to do a quick treat because we can't do much anyway. Thank but you. you're covered in shit or you shit halfway through. Exactly. Or your lines are tangled or, you
0: know, I can't get around the vent. So RT's got to come because the nurse fucking tied it up in some shit. Yeah. And I think they, they have to understand, too. There's a lot of different things in the ICU that no one has control over. Right. Nurses get there. And you can get there right at seven o'clock. You gotta get report. Then the doctors are asking you all of this shit. Then we we come in as therapists and like, hey, we need to get our patients up. And the nurse is like, I, I haven't even passed morning meds. And you're just yep. like, well, bitch, that sounds like a personal <laughs> problem. Uh, let's fucking go. And then you got the, th- the the nurse is mad at therapy because we came in and interrupted what they were doing, but they understand how important it is. But then you have other nurses who are just lazy as shit mm-hmm. and don't be and got all the time in the world, but that don't do it. And then it still screws you over. Then you got to plan this one, go to this one, then this one got to go to four CT. This one got to go for this, this, that. A million things have to go right for a therapy session to go well in the ICU. Absolutely.
1: And it just sucks when you have someone who's above, technically, like above the nurses or above you, and Mm -hmm. you're like, you could solve this problem. I was like, obviously, your nurses are stretched thin. They need help. If they had to get some help, they could get their lines and their meds together to where when I come in, it wouldn't be such a big issue but it is because everyone's stretched so thin and we're in a pandemic right now so either have grace with the whole situation and lower your expectations or jump the fuck in and help yeah pretty much both (laughs) both would be so nice so it was just it was a very frustrating week
0: yeah i just i hate people who come up to you and act like they like you clearly have not taken two seconds to analyze what you are about to ask me, and you ask me this question every single day. So it lets me know that you are operating on a level of stupidity that does not coincide with my level of intelligence right now. And you're really annoying the shit out of me. So are, are, are we going to get him to the chair today? Who is we, motherfucker? You're not in the room. You're very qualified
1: to go get them to a chair. You put the
0: cannulas in their legs. Listen, you don't want who put them on the vent. You get them up, bitch. If like, you can push a med, you can stand them up. Yes, you can. You could do a. Whole, you come in there, hey, Mr. Johnson, squeeze my fingers. All right, try to up your leg. It sounds like physical therapy to me. <laughs> it's exactly what I do. So I don't see the difference. If you, if you can, if any MD, most MDs will chart on the patient's chart. Oh, they're five out of five, five out stroke. of five bilaterally. Well, bitch, that mm. means that they should be up and walking. You put your white coat down and get their asses
1: up to the chair. My favorite is when they're five out of five bilaterally and you go in and they're like, oh yeah, I had a stroke in
0: 1975. Right. I haven't used my right side in years. We're residual hemiparesis. Like what? Uh, fuck. Or you going there like, oh, completely sedated, but five. Five out of five strength. I'm sorry. <laughs> Away and know? following commands on propofol like
1: mm-hmm.
0: on hundred milligrams of <laughs> propofol.
1: Uh, dude. It what was yeah insane. so it was just it's very tiring. It's very exhausting. It feels like um you're it's like a hamster wheel. Like I yeah. no matter how fast I go or slow I go I'm still not going anywhere but people are still saying like hey
0: why haven't you reached this yet? Sounds like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry <laughs> I wish it was Meghan
1: Markle and Prince.
0: there's Harry. an institution and you can't yeah. change it
1: honestly I am Prince Harry and I'm waiting
0: for my Meghan Markle to yeah. just come and be
1: like well you can leave
0: and I'm like I can leave see I, I'm not Meghan Markle I'm Diana I just overthrow this <laughs> shit and you and you think I'm dead <laughs> okay
1: Ugh. so yeah it was a hard week I learned a lot
0: yeah I mean it's it it does suck especially when you're thrown into something and you know it's they're not prioritizing who really needs to be seen and who does not that for me yeah because in my head i'm thinking okay i saw
1: these people on monday i didn't get to see these people they probably need to be seen today or these people aren't doing as well and they just get can get hoyered to the Mm -hmm. chair because they need to be up anyway but these people are actively working hard standing up can be mobile want to do therapy Mm -hmm. so let me at least see them so they get what they need and that I think that was one of the most frustrating things because that's how it is on every other floor so that's yeah. where my head is and when I go in there they're like oh no, no 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 these four people maybe or might not be thinking about getting a lung transplant possibly on a list that we might have somewhere stashed for another person it's not even a list they just cut well we think the only exit strategy is a lung <laughs> so transplant, lung transplant. <laughs> So that's they need why it's to work called their lung rescue unit <laughs> every single day and I'm like so you want me to go work with this person who can literally only maybe sit at the edge of the bed for five minutes because they're so debilitated
0: but the thing is they, they want to say, oh, we know he's depressed. We're going to get the psychiatrist in here. And all the psychiatrist does is give meds. That yeah. is not fixing the problem. Or, you know, it's because he's so anxious. I was like,
1: yes, he is so anxious that his respiratory rate shoots up to 60. When we're at <laughs> the edge of the bed, it takes him 10 to 15, 20 minutes yeah. to calm himself down so we can do anything else because he de-stats so much when he's doing that. Yeah. So nothing happened. Oh, yeah. No, we even meds this morning.
0: Because, yeah, the meds work clearly. That's why they're walking. He's on a he's bed. He's breathing over the fucking bed it's just so stupid it's it's so incredibly dumb and i think so you know it, like even for the even for the hospital at large you know we we still have regular patients this pandemic honestly has not slowed down anything we've still been in surge you know and even still having it's people waiting in the er and they need these tele beds or whatever and then they're just like but no we need you to be working with these people on vents who can't do anything. So
1: you want me to see the man who's been here for 67 days in the same room, but you don't want me to go and free up some beds down until he kick these people off and get them their DC Rex exactly. home so we can get these people out of the ER and into a room. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's very
0: frustrating. It, and I, and I, the bleh. thing is, I think that people in the ICU need the most therapy, right? The most quality therapy that we can maximize during our time together. But at the same time, You are dealing with a different population of ICUers. We've personally never had to deal. I think the healthcare industry at large, since the Spanish fucking flu, okay, back in what 1912, you know how
1: therapy was back during exactly physical
0: therapists weren't even in existence. But the fact that we, as a healthcare system, has never had to deal with debilitated patients to this degree, where their lungs are completely fucked. I mean, we have worked with patients who needed lung transplants. Who their anxiety was crazy, but they were able to push through it because they didn't have all this extra shit going on. Mm-hmm. You just had fucking horrible lungs, right? right? But it's very different when you have a disease that has fibrosed your lungs. And, you know, even even I've worked with cystic fibrosis patients, those are some of the hardest patients to work with because it's it's almost like a COVID patient, but they're strong. Yeah. Like they're super strong even COVID now, patients. Dude,
1: we'll get you three months post COVID, right? Yeah. I ask you to stand up, sit to stands, three of them can't catch your breath. You're out. We're mm-hmm. done. We're down for 10 minutes trying to catch your breath. Yeah. Wall push-ups, not happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening. No your lungs are still jacked. Exactly. You can't do jack shit. Exactly. I ask you to take a deep breath. You're coughing for five minutes. Mm-hmm. We have to wait. Yep. It's a whole different ball game and yeah. no one know. I don't know how far I can push you technically because you have a lot of shit going on. It's not just one thing.
0: Yeah. You're full of meds. Hopefully they're working, but I don't know. Clearly not. I mean and then too it doesn't help when you don't have like if you're if you don't have a team of people um and especially i think with like you know our my for our former co-worker Coentha, her and i work so well together and it is rare to be honest with you that you can find a pt and an ot that works so well together in intense situations like us being in a room hot as shit sweating our asses off with all this gear on you know and still having the patience for one another we have a lot of nonverbal communication we know each other like the back of our hand that is not the case for every person in a department that is very rare that you like you and I work very well together, where we're building this working relationship, where we have a lot of nonverbal communication, but it's not on the same level as Cointha and I, because mm-hmm. obviously Cointha and I have been working together for a, you know a much longer time, which makes sense. Yeah. We're obviously going to get to that point, but and Maybe. we both, are, well, that's fair true, because I'm out anyway. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say that, but even too, I think. You know, as you and I work together, we both operate at a very high level of common sense. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense when you have another therapist who has a like mind as you, who can help you in the trenches with these particular patients. Like even if you didn't feel comfortable pushing a certain patient, I remember that one patient we had who was trying to get a lung transplant. And he, I was working with him, Queens and I were working with him when he was on 100% and a peep of 10 on the vet trait. That's a no for me. And of course you as a new grad was just like, oh, no, my practice act says I can't work with these people. <laughs> I I'm said, like, it sounds like we don't have any room, so... Exactly, you like, I have no reserve. And I'm like, you don't. But he's going to die without it. And he's he's motivated. He can do it physically. He's there mentally. Well, at the time he didn't... Well. Whatever. Anyway, but he cooperated enough to be able to get the job done, and so it helped. I think maybe you and other therapists who work with this particular person, because at least you saw it before and you felt comfortable with me and the other therapist. And so mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, if they can do it, I I feel comfortable that it makes sense to go ahead and try. And then you guys were working with them with no issue, you know. But when you don't have that collaborative effort and you don't work with a certain people that you are forced to now be with the connection is not there collaboratively, it's just not. But then again, with that patient, I knew I would push even within
1: those constraints, right? I was going to work with him. Right, I was not going to push him further than I thought we could push him at that time. Right, because that's your clinical judgment. Exactly, but there wasn't someone saying, oh no, without a doubt, this person today has to do this, this, and this, and we have to record it. And Mm -hmm. it's that for, I don't like that feeling because I always shut down in situations like that. Do not tell me what to do Yeah, because if this person If something happens to them, Mm -hmm. right, I'm going to feel horrible. And that's
0: your responsibility. It's it's on your And it's my responsibility. It's on me.
1: And I could have easily said, no, we're not going to do it.
0: But because Mm -hmm. I felt pressured, I don't want to feel pressured to make a decision about something that could affect their life. Exactly. And I think it's the lack of respect, too, because no clinician... No physician would ever go to a neurologist and tell a neurologist, Hey, we really need this person's off this EKG and we read well, I'm not EKG EEG. We really need them up and moving, blah, blah, blah. You would never go and tell a surgeon what to do, how to do it, when to do it and where to do it. Don't treat us like that. We are a specialty bitch. We can't consult ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to come and get me to say, Hey, bitch, we need y'all. Okay. We are gonna come in and we're going to do the same thing. Every other specialty does. So there's a huge lack of respect that comes with PT and OT from the clinician staff. And y'all just think that y'all can tell us what to do. Who the fuck are y'all people? Cause I tell people real quick, who are you talking to? Do you realize I have a doctorate degree in my field? Like do you do you understand who the hell you are talking to? If you don't talk to neuro or cardio or nephrology like that, you, you know G I G U. Don't fucking come at me like that. If you don't talk to a vascular surgeon like that, don't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. Cause you you gonna you gonna literally get shut down. I'ma purposefully not see your patient. I'm not, but you know what I mean. Whatever. But I'll make it seem like you. I'll make you feel like I'm not gonna see your fucking patient, <laughs> but I'm still gonna see your patient because it's not your patient's fault that you're a fucking idiot. But still, you don't don't talk to me like that. Don't talk to our discipline like that. Yeah, and I think it's just been a week of like i'm still a new grad so
1: i'm just like i'll do what the doctor says or i'll no do you. i know you have to have i know but i'm just like uh still and i hate you you gotta it. grow
0: big balls at the icu because these these doctors will try you and unfortunately you do have to kind of uh, i hate to say this but you do kind of have to be the angry black girl to gain a certain level of respect because even in, that nurse practitioner who drug that patient down the hallway she did not get to where she is by being nice to these physicians yeah. they will talk over you they will cut you off even when i'm in rounds, sometimes there's one particular doctor i cannot stand him oh he's such a fucking asshole anyway um and it's not the person that people probably think it is anywho he's such an asshole he don't let nobody talk he just talks himself anyway but when we are having a conversation and i'm bringing something up he will quickly cut me off and i'm like if you would allow me the opportunity to finish and so i stopped saying that and i'm just like okay he cuts me off and i'm like as i was saying before so let me start from the very beginning (laughs) because I don't need you to assume that you know what the fuck I'm about to say because you're not a mind reader so shut Mm -hmm. the fuck up let somebody else have the floor and call it a day so it's just it's the disrespect for me that's all I'm saying yeah yeah so PTs OTs out there hold on to God's unchanging hand okay build your hopes on things eternal hold on to God's unchanging I do believe that you meet every
1: patient you meet for a reason absolutely so on that end I was supposed to be with these people this week. I walked into the ICU one week. They all or one day, everyone, I don't know what was in the water, what they fed them. Everyone looked like complete shit, complaining of stomach <laughs> issues, oh diarrhea, so, like diaphoretic when they were sitting there. And I was like, what is going
0: on? Maybe something was in the food. There had to have oh, been. They're not eating, I forgot. <laughs> that could be it. Everybody's on two got feet. Up. It had to be the water. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it was a, the ba- water. Maybe it was a bad batch of two feet. <laughs> they shook it up wrong or something. <laughs> Dude, but I was like, this place can't. It's depressing. I am so ready for this stupid pandemic to be over. over. <laughs> we're. So, I feel like I saw that there were only
1: 17 people COVID positive in the hospital, and I was yeah. like, we're so close, we're so close. And then I was in one the of our ICU sister, all week one of our like, sister
0: hospitals has zero, zero. And I'm like, hmm. must be nice. Must be nice to have all your units closed. But they are moving some of our units back to regular. Telly Flores, which is amazing. I, just, I cannot wait till COVID oh is God. over. I'm just so sick of it. Like I, I just, will never take my lungs for granted again. No, I, this and I've been I've been wheezing lately. So I'm telling you, this pandemic has made me realize I wasted years of my life going to PT school. <laughs> <laughs> I should have never did it. Should have gone to perfusion school. I should have. Man, let me tell you something. For every PT out there, if you're young and you live near your parents, quit your job, move in with your parents, go, go to perfusion school. school. The, the, these motherfuckers come out making six figures and I ain't talking about the low part of the six figures either. and not the go to PT school you'll make six no, figures no you will not a real six figures I mean you will as a contractor because I did but at the same time uh, you gonna have to do a lot for a little bit <laughs> a little bit in return so uh, quit PT and OT and go to perfusion school that's if you don't hear nothing else on this podcast quit your job go to perfusion school <laughs> if you can live with your parents or live with somebody for at least a year and don't oversaturate the market or try not to anyway Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the uh, Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you guys so much for your continued support um, every single Tuesday, listening and commenting, writing us, DMing us. We appreciate it. Continue to like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your foes, tell everybody. Um, also too, don't forget to visit www.myapothecary.com for all your CBD needs. Um, remember there's no THC in it. I've been taking, uh, my pills every single morning and night because my body has been just wrecked with pain. I sound like my grandma anyway, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so just remember to go to www.myapothecary.com. All right, y'all we'll see y'all next week. Have a good night. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Face-Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler every Tuesday when new episodes are released.